Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkout. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work, we'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. (laughs) Every single day. Love the Liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? Du- I would say double. Oh, I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson <laughs> Welcome to the Ross Patterson Revolution. We got a, We got an old friend on the show. Uh, now you're not old physically. Uh, you're still in your prime, right? Old friend, though. Yeah, old friend. What, 17 years? Old friend. Yeah, it's a long time. You were one of my first friends in Los Angeles. And an L.A. friendship. That's like dog years. That's, cause, cause that's, we all disappear, a, right? that's a long time. That is a long relationship. It's a long time. People leave. Uh, people die. People all die. A lot of cocaine. A lot of coke. Uh, a lot of friends laid to waste. Or you can lose them to Scientology as well. Lost a couple friends to Scientology. I think, I think a couple we've lost. Yeah. Yeah. They never yeah, came definitely. back. Definitely. No. No. They've, they've And they've never been seen again. But actually, I think they can make a documentary later so they can come back yeah, and I think, research I think your career. Leah Remini is going to find them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's on the hunt right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. We are, we are live from your bar, the rec room. This is my bar. Yes. This, this, is, this is your establishment. This is my establishment. Eight, uh, eight years now. It, yeah. And, and, and what I love is it's 1130 in the morning and there's a patron drinking at the bar. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to L.A. No, yes. I know. It's great. It's great. 
Um, but uh, the reason I wanted to bring you on the show, besides our, our friendship aside, is uh, one of the biggest questions I get on all of these shows is, hey, Ross, man, I, wanna, I really want to open up a bar. I mean, it's my dream. It's my life's dream. And you're laughing because you, you, I'm sure you get this every single day. Yeah, and it was the last thing I wanted to do was open a bar. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but the reason why I wanted to have you on, you're the only person who's actually done it and had a successful bar or, or, or a series of bars yeah everybody else has lost their ass on bars people romanticize it a lot it, it, it it's like hey, uh, yeah I'm, yeah I'm a gonna, lot i'm gonna go watch sports and drink beer and have girls all my buddies it's gonna be great drink for free everybody can yeah. drink for I'm free tell my wife i'm going to work and i'm just gonna watch I'm just gonna ESPN go to all bar. day yeah drink beer. exactly and it is it is far Far from that. Far, far from that. <laughs> I actually sometimes don't even come here when a big sporting event's on because I'm like, ah, I'm going to go stay at home where I don't get bugged. But no, it's I know, good. right? It's good. It's, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, it's, it is. Like, which which we're, we're going to dive into. Uh, since you're new to the show, we, we give them some sponsors who actually pay for this shit to be on there, which is, which is crazy. Crazy. Cr- crazy. Who, people are paying. Paying. Ross Patterson. I mean, I got I get t-shirts. Uh, we are legit. I didn't give a shirt to be on. The, I didn't get a shirt to get on the show. Man. No, you didn't. You didn't. You will afterwards, oh, okay, though. Okay, cool. Yeah, Thanks. yeah. I didn't want two of us wearing shirts like like we're twins, like, uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Just then everybody be like, here. which one's better looking? Yeah, shirt, yeah. And, and it's gonna be it a who wore it better in Us Weekly. Yeah. Like it, I, I don't want that. You don't awkward. want that. Yeah. Uh, first up at the top of the show on sponsor wise, uh, I'm talking about StraightRazors.com. Uh, don't know if you know that mustache. Oh, I saw it. The yeah, yeah. I had yeah. a mustache and a perm. That the perm is still kind of holding strong. Perm still here. It's still a little perm. bit of perm is still here. A, a lot of people who've been, who've been rolling through the LA live shows are like, man, you kind of look like Justin Timberlake, early '90s. Yeah, a little JT. Yeah, on there's that. still a little JT, and I gotta I gotta get rid of it. Uh, the mustache. Uh, uh, <laughs> I got rid of with straightrazors.com. Um, and uh, they've got some of the finest shaving products in the land. We're talking about the number one ranked aftershave, Cologne. Uh, they've got a straight razor kit. It looks like it's from Tombstone, the 1800s. Uh, and the best aftershave on the fucking planet. Uh, highly recommend straightrazors.com. Uh, go there, type in the promo code REVOLUTION. You get 20% off. Uh, straightrazors.com. Appreciate you being a sponsor. Next up, we got carnivoreclub.co. That's a .co. It's a dot .co, Timmy. That's a, that's, uh, this there's a lot is a, of new dots this, this coming is a around big one. right now. Yeah. This is one that I'm sending you for Christmas. Uh, this is a bro gift. It's a, it's a meat of the month club. Uh, they got spicy, spicy spreadable pork. Uh, they got salami. The finest meats in the lands, uh, Tim, is what they got. And it'll be delivered straight to your doorstep. That is amazing. Yeah. That was, that's worth me coming on the show. And right it comes now. in like a classy box. And it's actually like unbelievable meat. And uh, we gun through it like the first two days we get it. And then... We wait like another twenty eight days until it gets here. Dead serious. Can you can you subscribe it earlier if you want? Can yeah, you get it more yeah, 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 yeah. Right, you cool. you can. So if I love it, I can just keep getting more and more. Yes, I'm better. Yeah, yeah. Like you're daily you're a better human. It. You're yes. a better human. Yes. Uh, go to carnivoreclub.co. Uh, type in the promo code Revolution. You get twenty percent off. Same as straightrazors.com. Promo code Revolution twenty percent off. Same with strikeforceenergy.com, uh, which is our next one. Uh, it's the tastiest, tiniest little tin pouch of energy. It goes in uh, beers, uh, liquors, uh, water, anything you can imagine. Uh, blends right in. You can kick the can, kids. You can get rid of the can. You know, they're actually they're selling bottles to bars now. Uh, I did not know that. Yes. Uh, so what you can do is you just pump in two squirts. That way you don't need cans of Red Bull and shit like that. Uh, it's, and it's the same. So it's popping up in like every bar in America. This company's... Fucking huge, actually. They're, I mean, they're blowing up. Not Carnivore Club and Straight Razors are, are huge companies already. StrikeForceEnergy.com, they, they're a new company that showed up in bars everywhere. So that way you don't have to get cans shipped in. It's two squirts, and that's the same as a, a vodka Red Bull. That's awesome. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. I got to try it. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, so it's that one, mostly East Coast now, and it's coming to the West Coast. But they're rad, and you can get it in little packets. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Uh, type in the promo code REVOLUTION. You get 20% off. 
Last but not least, uh, we got a book, Tim. Maybe you heard of it. Uh, At Night She Cries While He Rides His Steed, the first ever romance novel for dudes. Yes. Uh, It's written by the greatest author of this or any generation, Ross Patterson. He is, and he's great at narrating his book, too. I got the audio one. He's super humble. That's what I love about him. It is. Ross Patterson is super humble, never talks about himself in the third person. You wouldn't even know you were talking to Ross Patterson if you were talking with Ross Patterson. You would just think, oh my God, I'm just overhearing a conversation about Ross Patterson. Who is this guy wearing Ross Patterson's shirt? This can't be Ross Patterson. It can't be Ross Patterson, but it is. It's Ross Patterson. But he is. But he is. Uh, Because we got these. We got these t-shirts for sale. RossPattersonRevolution.com. Go to uh, Barnes & Noble. Go to any bookstore everywhere. Uh, Get a night she cries while he rides a steed. Uh, BarnesandNoble.com, Walmart.com, Amazon.com. Everywhere. Um, Now that's that's out of the way, Timmy. I'm going to stretch it out. I'm going to stretch it out and get in. Let's get Uh, in it. Let's talk about how we first met. Mm. We're not going to say what year it is. (laughs) <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not we can't gonna, say the year. Nah, we're not gonna. We're not gonna date ourselves. Um, we, we, we were young men. We were on we the were, come up. Yes, on the come up at uh, somewhere in the in the in the two thousands. Yeah, the, the two thousands. In the lower end of the two thousands, <laughs> I believe I was actually your waiter of all things. Yes, at Saddle Ranch. At Saddle Ranch. Yeah, we used to go to uh, uh, Saddle Ranch. That was that was the first and only sports bar in Los Angeles at the time. Yeah. So we were there. Fuck every. Two, three days a week? What would yeah, you say? Yeah, yeah. And at the time, I think you were a working actor and I was a working waiter. So yes. That, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, working waiter. There's but two you levels were, of LA. You were killing it at Saddle Ranch. So. I was. Yeah, Saddle Ranch was a uh, interesting time in my life. I, it was like a carryover from college, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, you know, it was on Sex in the City. And oh, it was everywhere. It was everywhere. Yeah. So everybody who came to Los Angeles came to Saddle Ranch. That was a spot because there was only... Saddle Ranch, and then there was Miyagi's, and there was Bubbling and Dublin's, which you yeah, know, Bubba, dude, Dublin's. Dublin's was the jam. That was the spot. That was early Hollywood. That's everybody used to. That go. was when it was the funnest, though. Yeah, it was it when was people, like, in all seriousness, hung out Sunset Strip all day. There'd be a yeah. line down the road. God, yeah. it, that that was a blast. But like, I remember, fuck, I'm not not to name drop, but a friend of ours opened up for Toby Keith, and uh, t- so Toby gets in town. He's like, Hey, man, we're going to party with Toby tonight. I was like, Great. Where do you want to go? Saddle Ranch. <laughs> First thing out of his mouth, I was like, God damn, really? Yeah, Ranch. man. I fucking, I seen it on TV, man. It's, it's uh, Sex in the City, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> a big call. <laughs> you know, I was like, all right, cool. That place uh, is nuts. Uh, yeah. How, how, how crazy was it? It was crazy. When, you know, when I got hired there, I literally just moved to L.A. and I needed a job. And somebody was like, uh, go to this place. Actually, I went to Dublin to try to get a job, and they yeah. told me to get lost. And they go, go across the street to Miyagi's. They're having, like, an open call. And, dude, it was, like, hundreds of people. Down audition- the block. Yeah. Yeah, auditioning just to try to get a job. To get a job. Yeah. And you, did you have to bring a headshot? Because I know a lot of uh, the restaurants require a headshot now. They, they do now. Then it was, like, I just, you know, we weren't, we didn't have Snapchat and everything. So, we got, right. this was right. earlier in the. Yeah, yeah, earlier, earlier <laughs> in the millennium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, we, yeah, we, I sat there for, like, literally two to three hours waiting because I was, like, so late to get in and people were just like this is stupid nobody's hiring and then i walked in and there was a woman there and she basically just looked us up and down and was like all right you're hired wear jeans and a tight jeans and a shirt and a hat and i was like a cowboy kind of that was a gay bar dressing like a cowboy then that was the theme yeah i didn't know yeah and i rolled in it was all uh it was all guys she hired all like good looking just of course she not saying i somehow i fit that profile at the time you're good looking Uh, you're a good looking lad (laughs) but man the the thing worked because it was all good looking guys and then women just showed up there all day long because of the guys tons of women and then you get the women the guys came and yeah yeah yeah. and And it was endless like every night every night it didn't matter monday through sunday it it was packed packed uh, full of people and I, and I will say this like as a as a new actor to town uh th- it was cheap so you could get a i remember we used to get those carafts oh, of God, those things. long yeah. island iced teas yeah you got two carafts and it was like eight bucks and a just piece cookies. or whatever it was yeah yeah and you're good yeah like you're good for the nights then uh, you're on the bull rest yeah of the night. yeah and if, if you bought a girl because you could buy that was one place where you could actually buy a girl a drink and be like Hey, no, no, no! I got this one because it was only eight bucks. <laughs> if you went across the street to like the Mondrian, it was like twenty dollars for yeah. mine, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, oh, no, 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 no! Let's, no, no. Uh, let's go, let's take this yeah, over let's to Saddle, Saddle Ranch. Ranch. Let's you know, I don't Ranch. like all the Hollywood bougie shit. Let's yeah, just yeah, go to yeah. Saddle Ranch. And that know? was always the line too of like, yeah. oh god, you know, I hate that bougie. shit. I hate that club I'm shit. Gonna, I'm always just going to Saddle Ranch. Yeah, yeah. I'm always going to. Because you know, also you, you know, the few clubs are there. If you rolled with like four of your boys, you weren't getting in. No. Yeah. No. It had to be like one girl. If you didn't have eighty girls with you and you weren't famous you yeah. could not get into, nope. into the clubs no no so saddle ranch is the jam saddle dude. ranch is the jam you were killing it yeah uh how long did you work there i worked there two years two, two years. years two years i was there which was in saddle ranch world which 
probably about five. Right, yeah, yeah. It more, was, more than that. It was crazy. Yeah. What was the, what was the craziest shit you saw at Saddle Ranch? How many people broke their arm on the bull, the bull riding? Because uh, they, they still have that bull, right? The, yeah, they yeah, still the have bull the bull. Ring. Like, I've seen broken arms. I've seen, like, at the time, they when they first mailed it, they didn't realize there was, like, sheet metal that was sticking out that they didn't know. And I saw somebody try grabbing it one time and, like, came out and there was just blood out You're of the arm. You're kidding. We had, uh, the best thing about Saddle Ranch was, like, the sheriffs <laughs> were always, like, getting free food anytime, anytime sure. they went there. Sure, So we had, like, carte blanche if we are an employee of Saddle Ranch and, like, a sheriff pulled us over anywhere. You know, I remember plenty of times, like, oh, we work at Saddle Ranch. They're like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're good. Go you're on. good. You're yeah, good. yeah, yeah, you're yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Good. You're good. I mean, there was one time a huge fight broke out. We shut down Sunset Boulevard. I mean, it had to be, like, 40 people, cuffs. I mean, it was. No like, shit. Yeah, it was, like, it was literally an Old West-style brawl. It was, like. Everybody was going at it. And I mean, employees with customers, which spilled out into Sunset Boulevard. I mean, it, oh, nobody man. knew who it was. It was it, that was a pretty, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty wild fight. And the bullfighter, not the bullfighter, the bull uh, guy running the, the bull that time. Like, I remember he shattered his entire wrist over some dude's face, like out there. It Necessary. Was, Dude, Hollywood fights get wild, by it, the way. That was when there were still fights. People yeah. get shot. Yeah. It was like you'd actually fight, which was kind of a. Uh, it was it was crazy. It was crazy. Time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we used to go to Powerhouse all the time uh, as well. Yeah. Another, but that was the Powerhouse to dive. Like we knew what we were getting into. No, this was still like you know this was Christina Aguilera gets sneak, snuck in. Yeah, when yeah, she, yeah. When yeah. she was eighteen, we yeah. had to sneak her in so she could drink. Yeah, uh, dude, was, that was that time DMX was hanging out there. Like always. What y'all really want? What y'all really want? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to have a crab a long on iced tea. So you finish up Saddle Ranch. And then, and then what happens? Because you moved here to be an actor, right? I moved here to be an actor, and I, I, I consider myself like the Daniel Day-Lewis of guest stars. Uh, of, of NCIS? Yeah, of NCIS. You've been on NCIS a few times. Twice, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Both yeah. two shows. They call me back two different shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do a guest star about once every six years, I think. <laughs> That's all you need. Yeah, it's all I need. And you know, you're set. That's all, yeah. That residual comes in. For and life. Like, you're good. That $80, you're good for life. It's good. Yeah, yeah. man. You're like, those Those are nice residuals, you know. So, so, so after... After that, what, what makes you decide, hey, man, I think I could open up my own bar and I think this would be awesome? You know, I was always working for people and uh, I always kind of thought they were idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Larry Saddle Ranch had a great philosophy, but like uh, I always kind of felt like I kind of knew more than what was going on. So I, was, so I opened up Saddle Ranch or then I went to like the nightclubs, I opened up a bunch of nightclubs, like Ledoux, Element, bunch of... Oh, really? Yeah, big clubs Shit, dude, Ledoux back in the day Ledoux was the jam. Was, yeah, I was Fuck, a, I had some fun time I didn't open up a Ledoux, but I was over there with Element, which was right next to it, and we all knew the same. Yeah, 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 because they were like, connected. Yeah, yeah, they were connected. Yeah. Um, so just in Goa, so being involved in all that, and honestly, it was... Uh, Acting was going however well it was going. Yeah. And I was, the 2000s were getting closer to the 2010s. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, all right, all I right. gotta, I gotta start. I always uh, kind of set myself a little benchmark. And then the writer strike happened like yes. about eight years ago. So I kind of was in the point at that time looking for something else. And I'd saved, you know, it's funny because like bartending in LA, you know, as long as nobody the IRS is listening, it's like you make a shit ton of shit money. ton of cash. Shit ton of cash, especially in the good days. I remember you were rolling in the deep, and it yeah. was just like, yeah, and it was it was crazy. It's almost like it wasn't even real. Because I remember, like, in the nightclub days, I remember if we would walk out with like seven hundred dollars. We'd be like, eh, it's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, dude, I, I told people uh, all the time. One of the 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 best jobs I ever had was a I was a bouncer uh, in college, and it was like, dude shit ton of cash and it was like people don't understand people don't understand like i knew you don't report it uh, <laughs> i knew yeah. people making one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year just oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 stupid money so did you take that money then and open up your own bar did you save it i saved a good portion of it yeah and uh i i went around and i'd been living in the valley since day one sure and uh studio city and um i kind of got basically we were always driving over to Hollywood, so I was like, why is there never anywhere in Studio City? Yeah. Yeah, I, that, that, that was my problem, too, because, like, I, Sunset is a, fuck, is a DUI trap and a yeah. ton of cops and all that stuff, and it's like, it was a blast. But and like, it was hard to get a cab at the time. Yes. It's not like And there Uber, wasn't, you know, yeah. there was no Ubers or anything, so you couldn't get cabs, so it was always a risk. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I was like, fuck, why is there no cool sports bars? And then, boom, the draft pops up. The draft pops up. Yeah, that was it, 2008. And uh, right after we signed the paper on it, it was... Uh, 
the the market crashed. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. literally. I was like, oh, this is smart. Yeah, <laughs> it's only one of the worst worst economic uh, things we have in the last however long. But um, it, it worked out. You know, we we opened it up as far as financing it goes. I, you know, I kind of took a page out of Kevin Smith's playbook and I had some money and I had a lot of credit cards. Right. And, and I kind of just yeah. budgeted. And, and that's uh, what you got to do, though. That's 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 what it is. Well, funny enough, right after I, I signed the paperwork from the old owner to because I kind of agreed to, you know, I'll pay this much and then, you know, we'll sort it out over time. Um, literally, after I signed it, a location scout walked in. And he wanted to shoot a porn here. Are you serious? <laughs> I swear to God. He wanted to shoot a porn in this yeah. bar? And we were like, yeah. And we were like, he's like, you know, it's kind of simulated sex. I'm like, wait, is yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you shooting here? And it was, it was one Simu- of those. Whenever they say simulated sex, that means full penetration, yeah. no condoms. It, it was one of those Skinamax porns at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So they paid me like $30,000 to like. To, to use- rent the bar out? Yeah. Because this is like, it was still the old place. So I knew right. I knew we were gonna gut it all inside. So I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. whatever. So you're like, yeah, fuck. Whatever, come on the floor. Yeah, whatever happens, we're yeah. gonna change it anyway. And we'll and mop it, it. We'll mop it up. And at the end of the day, if a customer comes in and recognizes it, then he's calling himself out for watching the porn anyway. So we're like, yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah. nobody's gonna be like, yo, I was at home. Just hey, man, is this cast? Is this casting cast? Where <laughs> yeah. you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Are just, you what? Are you sitting at home watching porn? Yeah, you watching porn? Yeah, and checking this bar out. Did did you jerk off to this bar? So so for 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 thirty k for how long? Seven days. Shit. They paid a. They pay very well, by the way. That is great money. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, I thought about just making it a porn location and not even opening a I, bar. Not even opening a bar. <laughs> just be like, hey, you guys need a bar to fucking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just putting out Craigslist ads. Yeah, let's. <laughs> you guys need a bar to fucking? <laughs> let's do it. So you open it up. Uh, they pay a, a porn. They paid. Yeah, yeah. They, Thirty grand. So that that helps. That helped a lot. Uh, yeah. And then how do you how do you get people to come into the bar? Because I mean, I. I knew you, which yeah. is how I, I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to come in and bring my buddies and do yeah. all this stuff. But from the outside, it's just a huge sign that says the draft. And it's kind of a guess. It's a guess because it looks it, – it, it's very deceptive. Nondescript. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, oh, there's a bar there. Yeah. It, it, and it's deceptively a lot larger once it, you get inside. It is because once you walk in, you're like, oh, shit, this place is huge. This is a real bar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, back then when, when we opened it, I saw a need for it there. And and during the whole time we were doing construction, we, we did a lot of advertising and, and – uh, you know, basically signs, flyers, things sure. like that, which eight years ago, it's a whole different ballgame now. You know, the way you can promote online with social the, media, yeah, the uh, social dude, media, social media is everything such, now. Yeah. You can generate such a buzz, which my other restaurant actually came to backfire on us because we did the whole social media approach and it fucking destroyed us the first day. Like we opened like thousands of people rolled in and well, we that's just, what you want, but nobody's ever prepared for. It. No, nobody ever prepared for it. I remember my chef was like crying at the end of the day. Cause he yeah, like, wanted, oh, to wanted to quit. Yeah. yeah. He's got like, the belt around his it, neck. Just, literally. Uh, I was just ready to shut the door. It's like, just stop coming. People, just please, please, please stop coming. So, you know, we, we opened at an interesting time because basically it was very economically, it was a horrible time, but people don't lose their vices, so people still drink yes. and come out. Oh, yeah. Um, Shit, they're probably drinking even more since the market crashed. Yeah, they market were, crashed. They, they, were, they were pissed off about it. I did some aggressive specials. I remember my very first day to get people in because, you know, we didn't have the budget to actually or the money. It was all me and my friends doing all the work here. And right. like, I, had, I had a guy who was a studio grip electrician do my electrical work. I mean, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Was very, it was very under the table, everything <laughs> we were doing. I mean, it, it was, it couldn't be more of a mom and pop sort of thing. But uh, basically we, um, sorry, lost my train of thought. No, that's all right. Where were we at? Uh, you hired a grip and, a, and, a, and an electrician. Uh, there's some loud voices in the back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the promotion. So back to it. So I remember we sat there in our very first day. I put these signs out and I was telling everybody because uh, we opened up opening day like um, kind of third week into in the NFL season. Yeah. So we're like in that morning it was we were promoting it that uh, like five dollar pitchers. Sure. You know, so I was just trying to get anybody to come through the door. And I remember like I stayed up all night. We we're still hanging these TVs. I was literally plugging these TVs in at like nine in the morning. And, and I was just like went home and I sat there and, you know, it was just my my staff and like nobody was there. And literally I had no money left. I couldn't even afford like a Snickers on the way home. Like my credit cards were all maxed out. I was just broke. Did you think it was going to fail? Like, did you think the bar was going to fail? Yeah. I mean, I had a backup plan just to flee to Mexico. Like that was kind of my because they are. They're a risk. And I was like at the time, I you know, I, I was still I just started dating my wife. So I didn't have a whole lot of, you know 
people counting on me. So I was like, ah, whatever. If it's, yeah. if it sucks, I'll just flee. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know, See what everybody yeah, else yeah, is yeah, doing yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, so I literally went home and I think like I cried a little bit and shut my phone off and like, and I fell asleep cause I'd just been exhausted from like trying to do this two month open. And then when I woke up probably around noon, I just see like all these missed calls from my manager and you know, like where the fuck are you? What's going on? Da, 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 yeah. da, da. And, and I, and I drive over and the place is just packed and I look around and I'm like, Oh my God, it's packed. And I look around, everybody's just drinking $5 pitchers. I was like, fuck. <laughs> so I like yell, I'm like, dude, why didn't you stop the special? Yeah. Because you never told me when to stop it. So literally we were packed and we were probably not making that much money because we were just giving away huge pitchers. Sure. But on the flip side, everybody probably knew who you were then at that we, point. Everybody. We got, we became known. And then the Lakers had their run and, uh, I, I started off with like because I started in a college bar, so I started off trying to do like mimicking kind of um, more of a college type atmosphere, kind of what because because LA is a lot of transplants, as you know, so yeah. we all kind of crave things that like from back home. So that was the idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we did uh, I did dollar beers during every Laker game too, so I went oh, really shit. aggressive. Yeah. So and the Lakers were great. The Lakers were awesome. That was like that was the Kobe. That was the year. Yeah, we were making money hand over fist right there during the Lakers. Um, that was when they yeah. They won, lost, and then beat Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so the dollar beer specials that kind of put us on the map. Like everybody knew, like that was a spot. So you during come Lakers for, games, yeah. So you come in for a Lakers game, it was like you couldn't even get in. And we're the only kids in town, so it, yeah, uh, yeah. You were the only sports bar. Yeah, so um, it made it. It was. It just worked out very well, you know. And it. Uh, it was a great formula, and it was crazy. It was. It was. It was nuts here for the longest time. It's it crazy. Probably. So, uh, and a lot of people who want to open bars. Hi, how do they fail so quickly? Because it's, dude, literally, you are the only person I know uh, that has a successful bar. Everybody else has failed. Why, why is that? Uh, I, I think a few reasons. I think, um, one, you know, kind of reality TV romanticizes it now so much. Yes. Like, everybody thinks, I make great. Bar rescue? Yeah, I make an amazing hot dog at home. I'm going to open up a hot dog restaurant, throw some beer in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, bar rescue such but, a but, tra- but but trying to get through a liquor license, uh, yeah, LA, the permits. Yeah, the, I mean that's it's a nightmare. Los Angeles is the worst. Like opening a business here. I know people that own bars and restaurants other places in the country, and they're like, oh yeah, just go in, let's get it. But LA, it's, I mean, just the hoops you have to jump through with with the city is, and listen, I made a shit ton of mistakes because. I never opened a bar either. I thought I was, you know, I was a bartender waiter that just thought I knew how to do it better. So, right. And there's that old, old joke that the, uh, <laughs> the mistakes you learn the most are the ones you pay for, which, yeah. which is what we paid a lot of money, you know, like, um, you know, one of them was during the time nobody was showing UFC fights back then either. It was just kind of like, you know, they were bringing it back Dana White and I'm like, I want to do UFC fights. And there was this whole thing with the previous owner that had like this direct TV box and, everything like that and so i was still doing stuff through him because i was still trying to get things transferred over and we were busy and so i would call him and like for packages and go order the ufc fight okay and you know it was 45 dollars. so i was like ah this is simple this yeah no bigs no bigs a year later all of a sudden these lawsuits start showing up this freaking guy before i switched over had a he didn't have he had a commercial account so that's why you're only paying $45 for the Shut fight. Shut the fuck so up. I got hit for about well, $30,000 in lawsuits for pirating, basically, because I wasn't paying the correct price. Did you say you have to settle? Oh, yeah. I had to pay it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, there's really no way to argue it. I mean, they were actually, because they kept hitting me fight after fight after fight. They, yeah. They, hey, it's us again. I was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. All right, so eventually, you know, we switched all that but but on the flip side if i didn't if i was paying what we pay now for ufc fights which were thousands of dollars yeah you know we wouldn't i wouldn't have been able to build up the business i never would have taken that risk to make it like the bar where everybody comes to watch ufc fights so yeah so basically all the money i generated basically i just gave back to their lawyers but at the same time in the long term but it built your brand it built a brand it built a brand yeah i uh because i and a lot of people don't know this at home because they think oh when Mayweather fights, why can't it be free at the bar? No. Is this basically cable? When, when a UFC fight, why can't it be free at the bar? Uh, our, one of the bars I worked at in college got popped for that as well. Where they used to have, and I don't know if they still have that now, where they bring representatives into the bar. Oh, they investigate. Yeah, yes. they investigate. And they, yeah. they, they show up and they're like, hey, are you showing this fight? Great, you're yeah. going to get fucking sued. I remember our bar owner back in the day, he got popped for ten grand because it was a smaller bar. Um, it's based on like seating and space seating and like, uh, I remember the Mayweather Pacquiao fight. They were charging us based on your seating. They were charging you $35 a head. So whatever your fire occupancy was, they were Boy. charging you $35 per that. Yeah. 
So how packed were you for that fight? By we the way? were really packed. Yeah, yeah. yeah what, was, and what were you charging to get in? Um, we started at twenty five, and but then we were like we minimum all the tables so people actually had to pay to sit down smart yeah, yeah and then yeah. when the fight started we were up to 50 dollars, and the fight was horrible too i almost felt bad well, the worst that worst. was the that was the worst fight i've ever yeah, seen yeah so when i ordered it at home and it was it was it was a hundred dollars on pay-per-view yeah and i was pissed off that i paid a hundred i was like fuck that's that's like nine cable bills in one yeah and i, I just watched the worst fight of my yeah, life i was sitting there yeah but i mean people were rolling in last second so we're like 50 bucks yeah you know, and they were we had all the windows blacked out because they were trying to look in we're like yeah no that's not happening yeah so yeah it was uh <laughs> yeah the, the other thing that i, I want to touch on too is you know depending upon what city you live in can also determine how successful your bar is because of like a sports bar for example uh, can you tell the audience what the difference is when the Lakers and the Dodgers have great teams versus when they have shitty teams? Like, oh, it's what, what is your how, how, how much does that kill your monthly sales? Annually, I say a good Lakers versus a bad Lakers is about a quarter of a million dollars. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. That, that's gross, not net. Uh, that's that's the gross. Gr- that's gross. Gross sales. Gross yeah. all the way around. Yeah. I mean, that's just gross to hear that. That is gross to hear that. Oh, my but God. LA is a horrible sports town, though, too. Like, they're so used to winning. Well, when the Lakers are good, they love you, but they, they love you. And if the Lakers you. are terrible right now, yeah. people fucking. It's been like four or five years. We have Laker games on now, and it's like we don't even realize they're playing. We're like, it used to be we scheduled four Laker games. Now yeah. we're like, oh, they're on. All right. Well, whatever. Yeah. You're like, yeah. well, magic. Magic's, Magic's running the team. Maybe I hope it'll be Mag- better. Yeah, hopefully Magic turns it around. The- what about Do- Dodgers? Are good? Do, do you get a decent Dodgers crowd? Or are we they do. Still fair weather fans. Uh, they're good in the beginning. Then they kind of taper off during the summer. Then the playoffs come, and then they then get knocked back. out in yeah. first round or second round. Yeah, and, and then. But that has off. a good. They had that has an effect on a bar where it's like you know if you're if you're at home and you're you're thinking about opening up a bar in a different city and you're like all right. Uh, my team is shitty. Like if you, you know, I mean, it's it's you know, I think you something you got to look at. If it is a sports bar, yeah, that's yeah. that definitely sports. And and my whole thing was I never really wanted to create a sports bar when I did it. I gave it kind of the sports logo and I put a bunch of TVs so it was accessible to sports. But I wanted sports to kind of be the icing on the cake. I wanted to create a place where people came when sports weren't on because because otherwise you are living and dying by sports. Right. Right. And that and, you know, and that's a you know, you want to talk about gambling. It's like you go to yeah, Vegas. Yeah. Fuck. You know, a, 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 you would have a better shot making more money in Vegas. betting well, on I, that. Yeah. yeah. I remember during the Laker playoffs, you know, in Boston, I'd be like, OK, I want five games, but I don't want them to lose. So it's like, OK, if we can get to six, but if they get knocked in six, we don't get the next series. So yeah. it's like so you want to stretch it out as far as you can. But then again, they lose a series and then you lose all that money for the next thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. And so. That, that, that's the thing, too, is, uh, you know, and kind of the demographic where you are is it's, you know, L.A., especially this area. There's a lot of actors. There's a lot of just kind of younger people that don't have a lot to do. They will go out and especially nightlife and things like that. So you kind of really got to look at where you're at and kind of, you know, where it goes out. You know, I wanted to open this place in some uh, a place that was pretty much like family residential because everybody has yeah. kids and they're not going out and playing beer pong or getting stupid and yeah and, and there's also like no nobody's raging or fist fighting in here like you know no. i mean we had our share of those back in the day and, yeah and you know we we had to change our format actually because what came to bite us in the ass was we were actually got so popular that it started bringing in a whole different demographic that we didn't want in here. right 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 and it got kind of rowdy and then and it started pushing out my good the 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 good clients that i had here. yeah and and so all of a sudden we did this 180 that it was like whoa it forced us to close down and rebrand it and re and rename it, which is the rec room now. And that was part of the reason. You see- yeah. Is that why you see a lot of bars and restaurants close down and then reopen under a different name and kind of remodel a little bit? For- Sometimes, yeah, to keep it fresh. I mean, um, right now there's such a trend with which I'm kind of banking that it's going to go away because it's such a trend with the, you know, the mixologist and, you know, the, yeah. the, the 13 minute cocktail it takes me to drink. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. And- like I. I- and I like those places because one of my favorite bars in Wilmington is a place called the, the Blind Elephant. Yeah. Um, and it's great, but it's it's the same way where every drink takes like 15 minutes to get. So, you know, you go in and you order fucking two or three at a time just so you don't have to go back to the fucking bar. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. I, I can't go back. And there. out here you're paying $19 for a drink for those. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, and you're waiting on top of it. And you're I, waiting. I would imagine as an owner. You can't turn around a lot of drinks fast enough either, so you're going to lose profit. Yeah, um, yeah there's that whole, like, uh, what is it, that whole kiss mentality that everybody tells you is, like, keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. And and it actually holds very true here. And, I mean, in all in all bars and restaurants. And when I opened my restaurant, 
it was funny because I didn't want to be a bar owner anymore. Like right. after five, six years, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I want something classier. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be a bar owner. It's like, you know, it's just people pissing everywhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's just, you know, it's a college bar. So I opened a restaurant and, uh, that was huge. And it, it had like 132 employees and it, but it's just a whole different set of problems. It was like, I loved the bar because I went back to, cause it was so food driven and everybody thought they were a chef and everybody, you know, sure. when they made it at home that, you know, this is how I make it at home. When I watch, you know, guy, whichever one of those, you know, Thomas but, Keller. Yeah. 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 Show. Um, and then I would, I'd come back to the bar and people would be like, Oh, you guys got wings. I was like, yeah, you yeah. got a game. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Let's perfect. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, I'm, good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Just give me a picture of beer and go. And I was like, Oh, this is so relaxing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I had to go to one place to really appreciate what I have for the other one right now. With right. The bar. And, and so I, I definitely like the bars more. It, it, it's yeah. a little simpler and we're, and we're actually trying to even <laughs> make our place a little divier now because LA, especially like that's these, the trend. These, well, yeah, the trend right now is like this, you know, every, everything has three names, like, you know, food, fresh, you know, crowd, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, fresh yeah. fair. Like they all got these little like words. Eat, with pray, them. love. Yeah. They got yeah. these stupid words, a little plus to me too, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and they're like sit, drink, you know, think whatever. The fuck yeah. Stink. Yeah. It's it's like the, the last place I want to think yeah. is at a fucking bar. What a stupid fucking names they have going on. So, I, I think it's going to come back to people just looking for like a bar to hang out and like where I can get a Jack and Coke and, you know, some wings to be done with it yes. and not have to sit there for 20 minutes and, and watch you explain yeah, and watch somebody twist. Yeah. I'm grinding orange peels into your thing. Yeah, Isn't well, this, it's like magic. And we'll watch how you like, you know, did on a retreat with a, some Buddhist monk somewhere in, you know, some temple yeah, and like oh, you boy. learn how to make the perfect, you know, cocktail. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. uh, that's kind of where we are as far as trying to, Bring, and we have amazing food and amazing and amazing. No, you do. Uh, I fuck. I, I yeah. eat food here every time I'm here. Yeah. And amazing. Like, you know, we have all the rides. We have the copper mugs for the, you know, everybody that wants to look cool with their copper mug. Yeah. 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 But, for the, for the Moscow mules. Yeah. But we're not, but we're not trying to be so upfront with it or not like in your face with it. And I think that's kind of where people hopefully where they're going right now, because these other bars are just, everybody just copies each other. So if you are the first to an area, probably to circle back to yeah, the original question. You really do. Yeah. 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 If yeah. you could be the first for some sort of concept in the area, then that, that's, that owns credence for itself, right? I mean, that's going to help you along the way because you're sure. different. Um, but then everybody just starts copying and that's yeah. kind of what happens. You know? It's what happens in everything. Yeah. In life. In life. If something's successful, everybody's going to try gonna to copy, copy it. it. Usually you go back to the original. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Like it's kind of the first to market sort of thing. Yeah, you know. And I think another. I think a lot of people with bars and restaurants too that think to open it up, they'll sit there and do the numbers, but it it's hard to understand the actual profit you make too. Like bars, you're going to make a lot larger profit, but a restaurant. I mean, a dialed in restaurant. Yeah. Like they're probably making ten percent. So you're so Shit. so the margins are really fucking low. Most that, that's is that that's why restaurants fail. They fail a lot because yeah. of that. because and everybody because everybody wants to, a lot of people want to own a restaurant too. And I'm like, no, don't do it. If you're only making ten percent, that's, that's a, a lot gr- of work. That's a grind for ten percent. That's a lot of work, you know. And that's why you're seeing such a fast casual sort of thing come in, like the Chipotle style restaurants, because Chipotle's can, you know, when individual stores, obviously, when you look at their numbers, it's based on you know all however many thousands of chipotles they have now so it, it's skewed based in demographics but you could be 15 to 20 percent at a chipotle yeah because the way it's designed um bars you can be 20 percent you know nightclubs you can be 25 percent plus yeah hey come uh, on in by the way there's this is uh we're just doing an interview so it doesn't matter these guys <laughs> party <laughs> What's pa- up? yeah 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 party that's it's, it's a live show that you can do that on a live show <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so so a lot of people don't and that was the other thing with my restaurant like at the end of the day I I was working my ass off and was barely seeing, you know, three to four percent on that, you know, because it was such food driven. So I think a lot of people trying to open, you actually you get romanticized by the numbers. You're like, oh, I'm doing three million dollars. I could do three million dollars. Yeah. But then if you're looking at two to three percent, three million, you know, you actually have to take a hard look at the numbers and and kind of step away from it a little bit. And like, don't just get blinded by the gross sales because sure. And that's, I think that's a fatal mistake. A lot of people realize they don't actually realize all the extra costs that add to it. And there's a ton, especially in this, you know, oh, a, ton, a ton. Yeah. Labor is a huge, I mean, that's your biggest killer right there. Labor is 1000% the biggest killer for, oh, yeah, for yeah, restaurants yeah. and bars. Yeah. I, I, uh, when you see shows like bar rescue, like fake, 
fake, right? Fake as shit. And how 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 irritating is that to to it, to watch that type of shit? It's really fucking irritating. I actually know doing what you do, where you're just like, come on, these man. fucking guys. Yeah, I know. And it's like, what's the old thing? Those who can't do teach. Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know a lot. I've seen a lot of these people, like yeah. that, like guests, you know, like these bottle service hosts and people that have been on the show that are like, oh, I'm a, you know, I I know how to do this and that. And I'm like, oh my god, you're just a fucking. It's crazy. Because I wa- I watch them and I'm like, man, you're. They've like, been sued a few times, and I'm not going to say who, but I know. I know. Get out of here. Yeah, I know. O- over what? Over just the shit they've done and how they've actually made the businesses worse after they've left because they just go get extras. I mean, that's what they do. They yeah. come in, they give you some bullshit thing hey and this bar's packed in your town yeah, hey there's a lot of extras that need money so yeah yeah they just yeah. fill it up and they do it for the shoot and you know they force them to hire people they, they make up it's like anything else it's all scripted they make yeah. up these scenarios so it's really not that great but um yeah it, that's I, crazy it fucking drives me nuts that, <laughs> that then they're always like driving around looking for people trying to get on the show or How, like oh yeah have they asked you have they approached you like hey do you want to you when it was a draft, on? they approached us. Yeah, a they few did. times. Yeah, towards the end of the draft, they were like, "And you're like, come on, come on." They did a bar down the road here. They, did. I could only imagine if that guy came in and started yelling in your face. I'd be like, you, "You'd knock him clean out and just be you. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is some good TV here. <laughs> Probably a great episode, actually. Oh, it, yeah, it would be a really great. They would never air it. I can, I can, I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They could never air it. So, what would be your best advice for somebody at home who's realistically trying to open up a bar where you're like? Like, honestly. Honestly. um, Honest advice is do your homework and then do your homework and do your homework more. Um, And when I I mean that is, like, don't just – like, before I got this place, I was almost ready to get another bar down the road that would have been a disaster. I mean, I was, like, to that point. Yeah. And I and I was like late in one night. I drove around. I'd never even been in this place before. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna pop in. Sure. And all of a sudden, I walked in. I was like, oh shit, this is the actual place I wanted. So it was, so you got to do a lot of research and, and location. And, and by the way, because you, you have parking here, which is parking. Nobody has parking in LA. Yeah, nobody has parking in LA. I remember when one of the things we were doing for restaurants because I was before I opened the bar, we were getting ready to do. My buddies had these little pizza places that we were about ready to open up. Sure. And one of the things he used to tell me to do was I would go around other neighborhoods or like basically I would find where my where your your demographic where your uh, client base is going to be. So I would right. sit I'd go sit at different places nearby or next door and whatnot. And I just sit there all day long and just count when I opened my other restaurant. Um, we would just go to all the nearby restaurants that were close to us and we would go through their lunch. And this is something I recommend anybody to do. Um, we would we would count you're out. Ca- you're ca- counting customers. What yeah, count counting? customers yeah. because I know I'm. I mean, my thing is to steal their clients. You know, so if there's a if there's a restaurant or a bar or something that's like a few blocks away, not too sure. far away, or if you're somewhere near foot traffic, you know, we're counting just to see how many people go by and like how. Okay, so we know there's a need. We know there's a lot of people. I know this place, you know, three blocks away has a 30 minute wait for lunch every day. So it's right. like. They're, That's smart. I, I would have never. See, you almost yeah. kind of in a weird way piggyback, like we said, copy people. You use what other people are doing and you start seeing. And if you see all the restaurants around you for lease, you know, are always going up, then there's something bad about that area. Unless yeah. you just. Unless you create the next Chipotle or something where people it, well, drive, that's a chain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, unless you create something, but that, that something so new that everybody has to have it. Most people right now are really for convenience, or, or um, and I'm talking more in like a restaurant sort of thing right now. Sure. Um, so unless your food is so amazing and you understand the numbers, uh, I, I would I would definitely sur- you got to survey your area and then you need to like figure out what it's going to cost you. And then you got to add about another twenty five percent because it never actually. <laughs> I know it, it never. <laughs> it's never, never that. It's never that number you thought it was. Same it, with same with independent movies, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it you, is never the number you think it. You're always going to go over budget on something. Exactly, and you know something that helps, especially if it's your first place. You you you've got to be creative, you know. And the point I'm talking about, like shit's always broken. You know, yeah. things are like especially this place. This place has been here fifty years, so it's like an old car. So you're either fridge, air conditioning. Yeah. So. And some of the stuff you have to pay for, but as creative as you can get and as like as handy as you are, like it just saves you money in the beginning. Sure. Honestly, people think you need to, you know, we got lucky our first year and, and I'm not, you know, the Lakers win a national championship 
I got lucky. I mean, I did. I, I knew it was there, but I didn't know the Lakers were going to go that far that year. Yeah, so, yeah. so a lot of it is like kind of you think it outright, and a lot of it is a little bit of luck. And, it, you know, sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. But you really need to sit down and figure out your cost and plan for about a, losing money for about a year. And right. it's, it's bad to say that, but hopefully it doesn't. But at least if you know it does, then you're, you're prepared for it. Because it takes about a year for a lot of places to, to start actually – you know, making money, yeah. getting in the black. And, yeah. that, and that's, I think a lot of people fail within six months because they don't actually, they think right when they open the doors, people are going to come in, you know, it, it's, it's not flooded with customers, yeah, you know, and unless you're a genius social media marketer and you have something so unique and a concept, it's, it's going to be, you know, I know a restaurant in San Francisco, my buddy was managing and they opened it down here and they would have a Did wait. it do well in San Francisco? It was killing it in San Francisco. Yeah. But it was, but they, they thought they were just going to rely on the name, and they put it down here. And like San Francisco, they'd have a line, you know, 50, 60 people deep every lunch. And and they, they didn't last like six months because they didn't do the research. They were downtown in the San Francisco area. It was a lot of foot traffic, a lot right. of people going for quick lunches. It was a fast thing. Then they put it in this new, like, mall complex that built out here that people don't drive to the malls for lunch. They don't go to try to get it. So it they didn't they they fell away from what was making them succeed and they didn't do the research on the area kind of and they got they got oh this is going to be such a beautiful place built and they tanked, didn't huh? yeah, it tanked it didn't even last like six months uh. and, and so but even the best places fail too so you really sure. you really just got to do the numbers do the math you know and i always joke around that i need to write a book about like you know what not to do when opening a bar because i think if there's a mistake to be made i've made it i mean i've, I've yeah made a but, but i don't i don't think any successful you know bar restaurant company uh if you don't make mistakes you don't learn from your failures you yeah. then you know you'll get burned eventually later on down the road if you don't have some some kind of you know. yeah and it's and it's being able to just kind of take everything in stride and and you know another thing if you're trying to do a restaurant you know it's figuring it out food is your you know for us food you know we don't make a ton of money off food but food right. is something we do to keep people kind of drinking sure sort of thing and and then getting creative with your food items where you can have different items but you're still using essentially the kind of the same ingredients you're right. just remaking them so that right. way because if i got this you know whatever one dish but all those ingredients are just there and they don't, they're not being used for other things and then i'm just wasting money and food because if i don't sell the shitload out of this one dish then what's the point of even having it there yeah so you really got to like look at your numbers and 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 make sure everything's ironed out and and be there uh, yeah yeah you gotta plan, be there plan on you being there be, uh, a lot a, a lot, lot. Of, your wife is gonna hate you yes uh you're 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 gonna be spending a, a lot less time with your family because it it requires so many hours and people don't realize that either where it's like no dude, it's non-stop and it's uh because i've seen you here as early as 7 a.m and i've seen yeah. you as late as here's 2 a.m shutting down it's like I don't think I've ever come in here and you weren't here at some point. Yeah. Where it was just like, and you, you really have got to fucking live your business, you know? You do. You do. You got to live your business. And, but at the same time, it's, it, you know, it, it kind of sounds like uh, not so great when you tell people you're living here all the time. But you, guys, you are in the art. That's but a business. It that's is a, a business. That's being a, a business owner. It's a business. And I've done it eight years now here. So, like, I got an idea kind of where numbers are. So, I can step away. But... You know, it's your business. But the, the, the plus side is, like, if I want to go away, I can. I right. can go away for whatever. But all the problems are going to be my problems, and i got to oh, make yeah, sure. Yeah. So, if you're on vacation, you're, you're probably getting hammered with problems. Yeah, it's and, like, and luckily, we've done it long enough where, where my staff has been here for long enough, too. They kind of know things are going to happen in and out, and it makes it a lot, uh, lot easier to work with. But um, you do get to set your own schedule, but at the same time, you have to motivate yourself to keep doing it because, you know, I can be like, I don't feel like doing shit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I could just sit yeah. there and watch TV all day long yeah. and be like, eh, that's not going to do anything for the for our pocket or bottom line. Right. But, uh, and it is, there, there is plus size. You know, you do get to, you know, technically work. You are hanging out at a bar. And, yeah, you know, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's fun. And like, dude, you know, people like me pop into town. Like, yeah, we get to, yeah, we get get to hang. Get their and, and it's an easy catch up where it's like, oh, hey. I don't have to meet you somewhere or oh, mm. come to my hotel, whatever. It's like, hey, dude, I'll meet you at your bar. Like, it's, it's, it's dope. And Last if you got a drinking problem, by the way, it's the best way to stop owning a bar because you start seeing money at different. You're like, you know what? I'm, I, uh, I'm, I'm not going to drink that because I can make more money off selling it. Yeah, exactly. Right now. So it's a good it's way a, to kind of stop. You don't get high off your own supply, nope. is, is what it is. Nope, nope. Last question for you here. Uh, if you were telling a friend or a family member to, to, and they came to you and said, I want to open a bar, what would your answer be? <laughs> I just want an honest answer on this. <laughs> friend or family? I'd be friend like, or family member. 
I mean, like, talk to me first and let me see what the fuck you're trying yeah, to do. <laughs> but then, then you, but what would be your, your automatic response? Don't do it. Would it be don't do it? Uh, God damn. Because it's like it's tough. It, I'm saying don't do it, but I do it. So it's like. But, but you, again. It'd be like telling somebody not to be an actor, but then, like, how do you tell somebody not I to know. do something they want to do? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm but like. It would have to be something you absolutely if love. If you want to do life, it, right? yeah. I'm like, yeah. if you're just doing it just to be like. I just think I'm going to get really fucking rich and be like, then be like, go do something else. Yeah. Um, if you think you're going to do it because like, I really want to do this and it's, you know, and you're in it for the long haul and you're in it for the long haul, then, uh, you know, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call me if you have questions cause it's a roller coaster. But I mean, well, I cause the, the reason I, the reason I asked this question, cause I, I get it on the acting side all the time. I was like, dude, you're, you, you've done a lot and it's amazing and whatever. I want to be an actor. And they ask, you know, should I do it? I, I say no. You say no? I, I do. And I'm, cause if I figure this, if they want it bad enough, they'll, they'll go out it. and do it on their own. But are your chances high of, of making it? No. no. No, they're, they're not. not. Same with a bar and a restaurant. And so I'm, I was leaving. But you do get to reap the reward if you do do good. Yeah. So at the I know. same time, it's like, you know, you kind of, you literally, you know, I, I, I told somebody this. I never would have gotten this bar. Like, if, I, if it was me today with my wife and my child, I would never have taken the risk and done the bar. No. I want it. Yeah. I, when I did it, and I'm not telling anybody not to do that with a wife or kid, but you really need to think. You, you do have to account for the failure rate. And, yeah. and I think a lot of it is the failure rate is high is because anybody can technically open a bar. Anybody yes. can do it. Yeah. So it's going to add a lot higher failure rate just because anybody can do it, it you know, or you can, anybody can open a restaurant. So, so just the sheer numbers of people that don't know what they're doing is going to add, is going to make the success rate really shitty when you right. look at the overall number of right. it. But at the same time, if you are going to do it and you have like a lot of people counting on you, it needs to be money you could plan on losing. And I always say, don't ever use your own money. Like if I open another place, I'm never, yeah. I'm never going to use my own money yeah. ever again. Same with I, movies. Yeah. Same with movies. I yeah. did that yeah. Investors once. In movies. Yeah. And there's plenty. Of, so, so back to like, if you do want to open a bar, find some investors, find people that have money that they can lose and they're not going to like, it's not going to make them lose their life. Or right, else, right, right, right. They're, they're not going to be killing themselves live on Facebook. Yeah, like, exactly. You did this to me, Tim. Yeah, so. You did this you know, to me. Because I've had friends that have said, like, you know, hey, I want to give you, like, ten, fifteen thousand $15,000. And I know their friends, like, to them, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000, that's a lot of money. I'm not going to take it from them because I know the risk. There's always a risk with anything you do. Any business you open, there's a risk. You know, it's, it, yeah. I'd have to say 50-50, but it is. I mean, you know, so. No, and, 100%. So it, it's, you gotta, you just got to be smart with the money. And, you, and I would find investors and use other people's money that can lose it. And then, and then eventually as you move forward, if, if you got something that yeah, hit. Yeah, then you can, you can, you can start getting bit. rid of yeah. investors, start buying people out. Yeah. And then, and then you could start being your own, like, your own millionaire. But. Well, well, kids, you heard it here first uh, from one of the only successful bar owners in Los Angeles, uh, Mr. Tim Retley. Uh, the, the, this is the point of the show. We get to the revolutionary figure of the week. This one goes out to you. Uh, this one's called the White Horse Tavern, <laughs> Rhode Island. Oh, uh, it was founded in 1673. It is the oldest bar in the United States. Um, there it is. Nice. That's, that's for you. There's a, there's a White Horse uh, Tavern in Newport, Rhode Island. So uh, if you're there, you want to go to the oldest bar in America, boom. I didn't know there. that was there. Uh, I, I didn't either. Let's go to Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah let's, go, let's go to Rhode Island and figure it out. How many uh, generations do you think owns that? Tavern? Oh, God. How many generations have puked in that place? <laughs> you know? I bet they got uh, some stories. Oh, yeah. I wonder if it's still open. Uh, <laughs> so it's been going, well, we have like 400 years. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a basement. <laughs> the 17th century. It's just century. an old basement, yeah, with a, with a cooler of, of piss-warm red, red stripes. And they're like, here, take it. Awesome. We're the oldest bar in the United States. Fuck off. We're the oldest bar in the United States. We're the best there is. <laughs> Uh, Tim, thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you, man. It was fucking awesome. Uh, if you're in the Los Angeles area and you're, you're looking for an awesome, uh, trendy dive bar um, <laughs> with great food uh, and actually drinks that are under $80 a piece, uh, come to the rec room uh, in Studio City. You will not regret it. It's, it's my favorite bar in Los Angeles. Uh, appreciate you on the show. Awesome. Thank yeah. you.